This is Rugger Matrix 148. Quick hit. Yes, hello and welcome to the world's most quoted rugby podcast. I'm your host, Juro Sin, joined in the moment by Les Kiss, and we talk all things Island Rugby, Heineken Cup, the Southern Hemisphere Tours, interesting thoughts on those coming up as well. No Mark Cashman, can't wake him up. But as always, you can rely on Strike, Australia's leading provider of mobile phone, reversing cameras and sat-nav devices. Go to strike.com.au, enter the code RUGGERMATRIX on checkout. And you'll get 10% off. This is Rugger Matrix 148. Yes, hello and welcome to Rugger Matrix International episode 148. And this is a uh, fast-paced, action-packed, power premium show. And that's because it's just me. And Les Kiss online from Dublin tonight. G'day, Kissy. Looking beautiful. Looking beautiful in a beautiful town, mate. Thanks for that. No one's called me beautiful for a long time. <laughs> hey, we're, we're comfortable. We're comfortable where we are. <laughs> uh, so I'm just, I have to excuse myself. I'm actually in a suit today. And uh, if you haven't seen the club Look, program... You are looking dashing, mate. You are looking dashing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you were salivating a bit just a bit couple of seconds ago <laughs> we're uh, comfortable mate we're comfortable <laughs> we certainly are uh so no cash cow this morning uh, too early or it's too uh, too late he is really grandpa simpson um and beside me to the left you can see uh the uh waratahs jersey that was my gift from the team for my 100th game as a uh, media manager so that's the explanation for the uh Waratah jersey over my shoulder and it's a sort of a temporary set while I continue to improve and at least we don't have the ghostly sort of background anymore. So Kissy, I've got all that stuff out of the way. It's great to speak to you. Heineken Cup is on our doorstep, the final. It is a true invasion of London, isn't it? Because it's all France in the Amlin Challenge Cup and it's all Ireland when it comes to the Heineken Cup. How good is that? It's absolutely massive again. Uh, the, fi- the, the the semi-final weekend was uh, was unbelievable. Uh, went to the match here in Aviva, um, the old Lansdowne, and uh, the guys from North, the Ulster men, came down and just invaded invaded the, the stadium. There, I think it was forty five, forty six thousand people there, and it would have been probably forty thousand from up in uh, from the north of Ireland. And it was an um, absolutely unbelievable atmosphere, the, the best atmosphere of the weekend. I know the the, the the Clermont game had some atmosphere, but I went to both games and the Ulster atmosphere far outweighed. It was brilliant, uh, a great day for for the Ulster boys. And uh, then across the next morning to Bordeaux, uh, in and out in the same day, so I didn't get to enjoy any of the uh, wineries there at all, mate. But um, again, a fascinating affair, that one. Uh, you know, Clermont were right up for it. Uh, Leinster were just too tough and gritty in the end of the day and did a sensational job. Uh, probably... In my in my opinion, uh, you know, Vern Cotter, the coach, or or the medics there, or whatever. I'm not sure. It's I won't cast too many too big a judgment on, but they they went in with two players that looked to be carrying injuries. Um, they lost Melzure and then the, the fullback Burn, and 
They had a few injury problems throughout the game, and uh, you know credit to them, they stuck so strong. But they lost two two key players early, and and, and perhaps they thought they could make the game and, and get through it, and it, it obviously backfired on them. But uh, you know, full marks to Lens that they're in for two weeks, two years in a row now after after a, a great year. So uh, an All Island final, mate, it's going to be sensational. It is, it is, and in some ways, it's not really an All Island final because not every player is, of course from Ireland or qualified to play from Ireland. I keep getting this question on Twitter. Uh, Kissy, if Ireland's so strong in Heineken Cup, why isn't Ireland dominating world rugby? And I know we've answered this to some extent, but uh, can you just sort of quickly yeah. sum up? No, it's, a fair enough, it's a fair enough question. It's, uh, yeah. But it is uh, uh, you know, an interesting question and something that people would be asking questions about. Uh, it's not certainly not because the players aren't good enough. Um, certainly got to get some more consistency there. But uh, and and you know they're their own worst critics. Really, the players they understand some of the areas that the that they've let themselves down in. And um, you know they're they're just pure professionals. They just want to make sure they do the right thing every time they go out in the pitch and and build a more consistent game. So that's what we're all working on. And uh, uh, the truth is, mate, they. You've worked with teams before. They put they put your jersey on, and in our case, it's the Irish jersey. They don't go out there to to let anyone down. They go out there to do their best, and um, and and you know, it, it doesn't always go to plan. But uh, there's some good things there, and we'd like to build some more consistency with uh, test wins for sure overall. Well, I guess the simple answer there, uh, off the top, is that it doesn't equate uh, to from provincial level to test level with all those different factors and uh, test football is much tougher isn't it Kissy? Oh it's extremely uh, well it's it's mu- not only much tougher you're going to add you know, times that by 10 and you know we when the players come into camp they they realize that you, you can't you can't get away with the same things you can, you do at provincial level or even Heineken cup level and um, you know uh, uh, I th- you look at Leinster and Munster to a degree, lesser to a degree now, but even also to a degree, there's a lot of test players in the Irish teams. A, we have a good system here and it, and it serves well. And, um, you know, you're playing Bath or Cardiff or, you know, teams like that that, you know, probably only have three or four test players in it. And a lot of players haven't had a lot of Heineken Cup experience. So uh, our players recognise that and realise that, but that, but but they leverage that at that provincial level and make it work and, 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 it, and it goes great. And... And to tell you the truth, from my perspective, and I know all the coaches and management of the national team here, we we absolutely love the fact that they're going so well, and it's fantastic, and it's 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 important for us to see our guys achieve, you know, the things that they wish to achieve in their at the provincial level, and when they come to us, they want to achieve more with us, and 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 they're striving to do you know better and bigger things, and uh, and, and we won't stop working hard to do that. It's um, but look, I. I it's an interesting question. I understand the question. It's not as simple as that. It, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly uh, something that we all care about is, is is getting more wins in the board for the in the Irish jersey, and uh, um, we're always striving to do that. So uh, I don't think there's any sort of magic trick to that. Uh, as you say, provincial form doesn't equate to national form, and um, uh, the players are more cognizant of that than anyone. Well, Les, uh, it has been, regardless, an extraordinary effort by Leinster. And if you look at the Irish club record overall, the provincial record in Heineken Cup last 10 years, totally dominant, totally dominant. 
that's good for Ireland though because uh, it's when you rock up every week with your club and for your club that it uh, builds out rugby culture throughout your country. So whether or not you've got Brad Thorne playing for you or another player who's famous but from another country, uh, it's still your team and uh, that's the important part. And uh, I think uh, Leinster has really done Ireland proud the way they've um, managed to stay on top. Unbelievable. And if you take the last six years, you know, um, Munster, six or seven years, Munster winning two uh, Heineken Cups. They've been in a couple of finals as well. Uh, Ulster this year doing exceptionally well to come through a pool stage against Cremont and Leicester. You know, that, that was the toughest pool stage. And then to, to, to come to a point where they they make the final is an absolute uh, heroic effort by the boys. And um, it, it's been fantastic for them. Leinster, you know, have really really done well over the last four or five years building the depth of squad and, and changing the or shifting the culture to a place where to a point where it's you know you know got got winning written all over it and and they're very competitive across the park right down to their academies and 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 probably have the biggest best uh, squad in Europe if um, if not further further afield, I'd say they they've certainly done well in that area and, and they use it well. You know, Brad Thorne to be able to bring Brad Thorne in and lock down a tight end side of a scrum and and to work he, bring the work rate and and experience he does. You know, I mean it's it's that's a, an unbelievable luxury to have, but it it wouldn't work if there weren't good people at Ulster, at Leinster driving a good system and and Joe's done a fantastic job there, uh, Joe Smith and. And John O'Gibbs, you know, I think you've got to take your hat off to what they have built on after Checker left and 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 made stronger and better. And uh, it's something we're all proud of. Look, it serves Irish rugby well, and um, um, and we're proud of it. We're, we're proud of the players, the way they perform there, and the way they they gain invaluable experience to to bring forward to the national scene. And uh, long may it continue, mate. Yes, and uh, you mentioned, uh, you know. Good performances, good setups. How will Munster change now with a new coach at the helm, Tony McGahn, obviously joining the Wallabies uh, after this season? Yeah, you had a good chat to uh, Tony the other day, and um, he's looking forward to that challenge. Obviously, he's he's he's, um, he's focused on doing what he has to this weekend uh, on Friday night, tomorrow night, actually to play Ospreys in the semi-final of the Rabo, and uh, a big game for him. Yeah, they've lost Paul. Paul O'Connell, which doesn't bode well for us. Well, he may be back for us, but we're not sure. But um, you know, he's done extremely well, extremely well with the with a phenomenal injury um, curse this year. Absolutely phenomenal. That's one thing. I, I you know, Leinster have have, have been, had a lot of luck in terms of not getting injuries, but they've also managed their players well. Um, it's not always luck, but I, you 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 must, you must think that Munster have done something to the to 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 get the rub of the green in the way they have, or the poor rub of the green, I should say. Uh, the players they've lost this year is unbelievable, but they, they've they unearthed a couple of good youngsters and they keep keep batting away and, and doing their best. But, but Tony's making the move and uh, he's looking forward to that. So uh, what's that pose? The big question is a new coach coming in, and Rob Penny. And, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've met Rob a few times and... Um, uh, you may not remember, but he, he visited us over in the Waratahs just briefly when he was overlooking in Australia some years ago there, mate. Uh, he's a good bloke, mm. a great operator. He's had enormous success in a place uh, that is probably one of the most famous ethoses 
and cultures in world rugby in the Canterbury Crusaders uh, district, and uh, he he will bring some great stuff to the to to the to the Munster uh, area, no doubt. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to working with him. Actually, it'd be fantastic. Much change, do you think? Do you think uh, the the, the organisation will uh, take a different direction? I think there will be, uh, without a doubt, some change. I, I, um, I'd say that his brief wouldn't be to come over and say, "Make sure you uh, do this the Munster way." I think his his brief would be to come over and say, "Listen, uh, bring what you have." We've, we've We've put you on because you're an experienced coach. You you know how to win. He's done that exceptionally well with Canterbury uh, in the New Zealand competitions. Uh, bring that over. Um, you've seen what we're about. You, you'll understand our culture once you immerse yourself in it. And, uh, you know, coming from Canterbury, he'll respect that. But I don't think he'll be held back by it. It doesn't mean he will – I don't think he would, would – throw it all out but I think he'd tap into the strengths of it and make it work but I think he'll bring his own touch to it and so he should I don't think it's a case of someone having to only just fit Munster certainly you must respect the the things that are important to Munster and, and what makes it tick in terms of all stakeholders from the fans right up but um, you don't you've got to put a guy on like Rob or whoever they put on and, and give him a you know give him a, enough of a chance to actually influence in the way that he that he can and I, I think he will I think he'll imp- influence in a very positive way and uh, and build on the the youth that Tony has brought through over the last few years and um, don't forget they've got Tony um, Tony Anthony Foley Axel who, who's who's yeah. been there he went for the head coach as well but he's an up-and-coming coach and so he's got someone there that he can lean on and knows the Munster way and he'll bring his bit to that and, and I'm sure they'll come out with something pretty dynamic at the end of it it's uh, it's it should be exciting times for Munster over the next two years you've got to you've got to give him a little bit of time and room to move with it uh, I think that's important like you know even Joe when he started with Lancet a tough 12 14 weeks to begin with and, and, and slowly got it right so you just got to have a little bit of patience, but I'm pretty sure there'll be some good things coming. And if you look at it, it wasn't that long in the, the long scheme of thing, was it, for, for Leinster, the transition there from uh, Checker? And uh, so pretty good effort in changing uh, head coaches, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was great. And, um, you know, John O'Gibbs worked for a few years, good up-and-coming coach. He worked there with Checker for a number of years. And... Um, so when Joe came in, he had someone to run, you know, run with and, and understand Leinster through. So it's a similar story, really. You've got yeah. Rob coming in, doing the same with Axel, and um, look, the the places, are, both places are filled with great people, and um, they're very ambitious. Uh, the, the, you know, they just have winning cultures and and set standards very high. It's um, they're very effectively well-run rugby organisations and rugby teams. So. Uh, it's fantastic overall for Irish rugby, and um, uh, look, we've got to go to New Zealand's an Irish team in green in, the, in about mm. three weeks, and and uh, we hope we can also bring the, the nation together with some great results down there when we go there. I'll ask you a couple of questions about our trip. In fact, I might even make a little flight across the Tasman, kissy, and catch oh, up mate, with you. What about that rugger matrix should, in the yeah. field? Come over, maybe in Christchurch or something like that. That was where we first did our first ever yeah, well, well, uh, tar talk, if you remember. 2006, uh, with yeah. Morgan Tiranui and Chris Whitaker, 
So uh, yeah, that's uh, a glass of red. Really nice, motivated. Good memories. Mm, very good <laughs> memories. Uh, it was early enough in the day to make sure it was a good memory. Uh, yeah, wonderful place, Christchurch, and it's good, good to see that a lot of recovering uh, has gone on in the infrastructure there. Kissy, uh, we're on episode 148 of Rugged Matrix International, so I'm going to pump you with a week to go to the Heineken Cup final. Let's break it down, Ulster v Leinster. Uh, Leinster, obviously the superpower, but there's a lot to like about what Ulster's done, and they get the job done. Obviously, the semi-final they had wasn't as epic as the semi-finalists Leicester had, oh sorry, Leinster. Sorry, that's a Freudian slip there. But uh, uh, Leinster's effort, um, you know, all class. Uh, expected to be favourites, you'd think, but you know, one-off game, yeah. anything can happen. Look, Irish rugby happen. will be the winner. <laughs> yeah, look, it's the place tricking them will be. Um, you know, every expat will come out. Uh, there'll be thousands travelling over. It will be a, you know. A, an absolute unbelievable atmosphere around there. I think it's I think it's close to a sellout. Look, I think from the IAB's perspective, that it's the preferable final. I guess if they got Clermont versus Edinburgh, they probably wouldn't have been as happy. But um, not that they'd have any bias. But yeah, that, I think they got a pretty good ticket with two teams that went there in terms of ticket sales. Probably lose a little bit without having the French team there in terms of some television for the for for the uh, the mainland there. I'm not sure of those commercial arrangements, but but. It, but generally for rugby to see Ulster going back to try and win their second ever title, uh, Leinster trying to win two in a row, it's going to be very exciting. Leinster are favourites. They have to be there. Uh, you know, as I said, I think the best squad in Europe, no doubt, uh, by a long shot, I think. And um, uh, and they play like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 you can have the good squad, but you have to still prepare well and play well and and. No, those players, they're brilliant. They're a great group of players and they do well. Ulster, uh, I saw Ulster come up against Clermont and, and Leicester, probably two of the other you know, teams in Europe that you could say are in the top four or five of, in Europe in terms of their squads. Uh, they did exceptionally well against them and went and... and you know, there's a couple of factors that that went a long way to making that happen. I think the back row of Ulster is critical. If Chris Henry's there, they are, are such a, a really, really tenacious team when, when they have a back row of Ferris um, and, and, and Chris Henry together there with uh, Pedri Vunnenberg. It's a it's a brilliant back row. If they're there, it'll, you know, anything can happen in the day. Ryan Pinar has had a fantastic year. Uh, you know, he pulls all the strings there. If the pack's going forward and he can do what he has to do, then then they're going to be in a good place. And you line that with Rory Best as well up front, who, along with uh, Johan Muller, who in the forward pack, they've got great leadership qualities right throughout. So um, generally, you'd, you'd say that uh, Leinster should be favourites and will be favourites. Uh, but anything can happen on these days. And uh, it, look, I think it'll be a game that will be long remembered by a lot of people. I think it's going to be a classic. And uh, quick thoughts on the uh, preliminary game beforehand, or the day before, and it is the day before, isn't it, Kissy, yeah. uh, at the Stoop, and uh, between the two French teams, and uh, Biarritz there again. Um, but uh, they, yeah. yeah, they're unbelievable when they come to uh, getting to these big games, but they face pretty stern opposition. Yeah, look, I think it's going to be an interesting battle overall. I, 
I would have to say Bayerets will, will do the job. Their, their experience at these finals at this level, the type of rugby they play in terms of um, European type of knockout rugby, they know it down to a T and I, I expect them to come away from it and, and take the job. Uh, look, it'll be... A, It'll add a little bit of flavour to the weekend, having um, the, the French teams there for the Friday night at the Stoop and then the next day the Irish invading the town. It's going to be a great atmosphere all round, but uh, I, I think you know, ES, ERC Rugby would be very pleased with how the whole competitions, both competitions have gone this year. You, you say it every year, but they just there just seems to be something amazing in, in terms of the the drama and the, and the type of rugby that prevails and, and, and some of the things that happened uh, in terms of the pool pool stages, then into the knockouts, it's it, they're amazing competitions, and uh, uh, overall, I think they've done a, an exceptional job job again in, in running that tournament. So uh, next weekend, it, it's it comes to its fruition, and, uh, and uh, they should be proud of it. ERC Rugby, what they've put together, it's 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 been great. And of course, Toulon are through to play that final after pipping uh, Stade Francais. And uh, as we spoke to Morgan Turanui about last week, it was that damn man, Johnny Wilkinson, who did yeah, it again. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable how he stood up to the mark and um, and, and and did the job. I, I still fancy that Berrits will win it. Uh, they've got a great squad, Toulon. I'm not sure if they're... Uh, you know, they've been slowly but surely doing some things and, and improving across the board. And, you know, uh, you'd have to say they're a chance. I, I just... I just think that Bear Ritz will have that type of game. You know, we saw them get to the final last year, was it, or the year before? Sorry, uh, the way they they do their job at this at this in, at this type of rugby, I think they're going to stand up to the to plate and, and take it. it. It seems strange to say it so confidently, but I just feel that they're going to do the job and, and get the get the money. Full full marks are too long, no doubt. Full marks, but um, I, I, I'd imagine will I be putting money if I could if I could bet. I would put my money on Barrett's. <laughs> if you could bet. I yes. like how you put yeah. that. Uh, and a quick uh, word, a bit of sympathy for our uh, friend Morgan Tiranui because uh, things didn't go as planned last week either. So they will battle um, to reach the Heineken Cup next year, won't they? Yeah, look, yeah, it's a tough one. You know, it's... It's a, a, a situation that they've been trying to. Well, Czech has gone over there, and he wants to, you know, bring the club up to another level again, or back to the level it used to be. And you know, those things don't always flow the way you'd like to. But um, look, it's tough. But I, you know, anything's possible, I guess. And um, uh, yeah, we all need a bit of luck here and that sometimes, don't we? So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we'll uh, cover that. Just a quick couple of questions then about the tour down under. Last time was pretty tough, but uh, you mentioned Paul O'Connell. Uh, let's hope he's okay. What is the status of the national preparation for Ireland? Yeah, well, it's it's you know, well underway. It's um, uh, I guess the biggest challenge we have that none <laughs> that none of the other nations will have is that we'll have um, depending on results in the weekend, we could have two teams playing in the grand final of the Rabo, which is. Uh, the following week after we have two Irish teams playing in the um, in the uh, Heineken Cup final, it, it it certainly throws a lot of scenarios up for us. We don't we at this stage, if things go the way that we'd like them to, for all our teams to do well and get through, we won't get our squads together until you know the last minute before 
we fly out basically we go to Barbar's game in Gloucester on the Tuesday night that most of the players will come together on, the, on that Monday just before that you know uh, it's it's going to be you know some logistical challenges there our players will be playing right through and training right through so we've been going through a lot of planning and and scenario planning based on how many teams would you know, over the last few weeks, if, if Ulster made the finals of the Rabo, it changes. You know, everything sort of changes in terms of you can select and who you're going to pull into squads and all that sort of thing. And, yeah. and of course, the more games they play, the more injuries they have, the more loading they put on their bodies for the year. It's um, it's certainly a challenge. But um, one of the one of the big pluses that we do have is a is a wonderful system where we have a good managed you know player management program. Um, uh, so the players, uh, you know, they're, they're not overplayed, but they will have played a lot of intense rugby. And, um, you know, we'll, we should go down to uh, whatever preparation we get. We'll go down to New Zealand with a lot of confidence in terms of, of um, our players being match fit at the very least. Um, you know, other cl- other cl- uh, countries like Wales and, and, and Scotland, and, uh, you know, they'll have, you know, up to two to four weeks to prepare their team and get them together and and go down there a lot better prepared in terms of of training camps down to to the southern hemisphere um, england or they've got their aviva premierships happening at the moment so they'll have a couple of little things in the way there but um but by and by uh our situation is quite unique and it's so there's a lot of planning going in place you know the biggest thing i guess for us is is that blokes will be battled hard and playing you know really uh big games you know, huge games and, and touch wood uh, the injury profile stays stays low which is which um, which will be important for us absolutely and the other thing is I mean Scotland are wasting uh, no time in preparing they'll have players acclimatized they've really taken a high level of professional approach this is a lot different too when they face Australia because Australia is in the middle of the super rugby campaign and it's foreign territory for the wallabies to have to play week in, week out, select a team with only a couple of days' notice, I think it's a bit like the old days. Yes, yeah, well, it's going to be a unique situation for all the Southern Hemisphere teams to work, walk out of a, uh, a a competition. It's what we're used to here in the Northern Hemisphere. You, you, you basically don't have your two to three weeks build-ins and all that, which, which you do to get in the Southern Hemisphere. They're going to be working now in a similar way that we do when we go into the uh, the Six Nations or the November series or even for Ireland in this case because our teams are going so well at provincial level we'll be doing the same again at the end of the year we won't have that window to prepare for a week or two or so um, they're going to feel that you know talking to Tony McGowan the other day he, he knows that as soon as you know the last day that he leaves here he gets he gets to Australia and um, as soon as that last Super 15 game is finished I think they play Scotland on that Tuesday night or something after that you know not long after it, and then they play Wales very close after that again so there's going to be minimal preparation for the Aussie team in particular that's it'll be interesting how they go look they have to be wary like the, the Scots you know finished with a wooden spoon but um there's a part of their game that if, if they get leverage into a game and they get going, they can be a really dangerous team. And if you're not quite on the ball, they can hurt you. So uh, it, it's a danger match for us, for the Wallabies. You, it, it, you may not think so, but I think you've just got to have your guard up and, and make sure 
they don't come under the radar and just sneak in there and suddenly they're three, six, nine, twelve ahead and then get a fluke try or, or charge down a kick and that's and suddenly you find yourself, you know, seventeen nil down or, you know, something crazy like that. It, it makes it a hard night. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how Australia go with that because it, it is unique to all the Southern Hemisphere teams, but in particular Australia, the way they've structured their test program for the mid mid year. All right, Les, I uh, appreciate your time tonight, this evening. Uh, when you get to watch this, it'll be probably time for round one, or sorry, the first game of this weekend's round of Super Rugby. So I have to, in my suit, head off to the studios at seven. And uh, Kissy, I think you have to uh, have a quick uh, nightcap and hit the sack. Mate, I thought you were in a suit just to do Rugby <laughs> Matrix. Maybe I should step it up. up what do you reckon? <laughs> Looks pretty sharp. You no, can't, no, you can't no, see no, it other than the no, shot no. beforehand, but make sure you tune yeah, into it yeah, later on. Yeah. Lovely, mate. Listen, have a good day and appreciate catch up. A short one, but um, if we get a chance next week, that'd be good. Uh, we've got a lot in our plate here at the moment, but it's it's, it's all good. And if we can t- chat again next week, because it'll be you know a lot of a lot of things happening in terms of the Rabo. We'll get we'll get an idea what the final uh, the finals will be for that, whether it's Leinster versus Munster yeah. or um, or Ospreys. Uh, you'd expect Leinster will beat Glasgow, so it'll be one of those. And um, and then obviously the big one on the weekend. Uh, the Heineken Cup final yeah. so it'd be great to chat next wait. week or if not the week after might even get Rocky on the show as well Rocky Elsom he's in South uh, Africa he'll be in your uh, time zone and he's back starting for the Waratahs tonight yeah, I see that they've made some changes mm. um, quite interesting it's a big it's, game from it's all or nothing so Bulls. it could well, yeah, be all over when you hear this but uh, let's hope it's not so up against yeah. the Bulls go uh, Rocky love Rocky he's back and he's giving it to him already alright Kissy Beautiful. great to speak okay, to you mate you're looking a million dollars as always We'll see you next week. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate. Thanks, guys. All right, there he is. Les Kiss joining us from Dublin tonight. And don't forget, uh, Rugger Matrix International, as always, is brought to you by Strike. Go to strike.com.au to pick up your mobile phone, car cradles, Bluetooth kits, reversing cameras, you name it, sat-nav devices. Enter the code RuggerMatrix at strike.com.au and you'll get 10% off. So we thank them very much. All right, that is it for episode 148. Got to get out of here. We'll speak to you next week. Casho, where are you?